0: Let us pray. O God, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be pleasing in your sight, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Come to me. All you who are weary and carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Even youths will faint and be weary, and the young will fall exhausted. There are times when the scripture seems to speak so directly to our condition that it almost feels like, as a preacher, I could just read those texts over several times and then sit down. I suppose there might be a few people here who are weary and carrying heavy burdens. And there may even be some people who feel that they're about to fall exhausted. These texts are speaking to tired people. And I would say that we, as a whole, are tired people. It's almost the end of a long semester, so there's the tiredness of that. We're always a bit worn out at this point in the year. But there's more than that, as we know. We're almost two years into a global pandemic, and there's a huge weariness from that. Wearing masks, the threat of illness, national division about how to fight this pandemic, all of this is wearying. And we're still feeling the after effects of a year plus of isolation, lives conducted on screens, and that has taken its toll, leaving us perhaps a bit socially awkward, hypersensitive, on a short fuse, not as resilient as we would normally be. About two months into the pandemic, a friend said to me, we're all going to be messed up when this is over. And in my assessment, she's right. And of course, it's not over. And then there are other pandemics, systemic racism, climate change, the revelation of drastic inequities that the COVID pandemic has laid bare. So with all of this, we're tired, exhausted even. And the thing is, even with this weariness, we can't stop. There are still papers to write and grade. Exams to take and grade, CPE applications, job interviews, GOEs, etc. And beyond that, we can't stop because we have been called. We've been called to preach good news to the poor, to seek and serve Christ in all persons, to go into the world to preach the gospel. As tired as we are, we can't just stop. The civil rights pioneer Ella Baker once said, We who believe in freedom cannot rest until it comes. Just today in the paper I read of a teacher in Tennessee who was fired for teaching about white privilege to white people. We who believe in freedom cannot rest until it comes. Our texts today also speak to people who cannot simply stop. These texts are written to tired people, but notice they're not promising a break exactly. Come to me and I will give you rest, says Jesus. But then he says, Take my yoke upon me, upon you, which does not sound like relaxation exactly. And the prophet Isaiah is speaking to his people in exile in Babylon, and he's bringing this joyous promise of deliverance. Comfort, comfort my people, he says. They've paid double for all their sins, and now a highway is being built for them and will be prepared for them to go home. They, after their long exile, they're at last allowed to go home. But the prophet offers this beautiful prophecy to an exhausted people, a traumatized people, They have been in exile for so long, so far from home, by the waters of Babylon, weeping, having lost hope of ever returning. They feel weak, and they feel hopeless. But in their exhaustion, what they're offered is not exactly a respite, but instead it's a call, a call to return home, to get up, to go, to go on that long, hard journey across the desert back to their homes. And we don't hear exactly what they say to the prophet, but I can imagine them saying, well, this promise is all very well, but we just don't have the strength. We don't have it in us to make that journey home. We're too tired. We're too weak. We're too powerless. It's impossible. Now things may feel impossible to us right now in our exhaustion. Impossible to finish the work that needs to be done. Impossible to return to wholeness as individuals and as a nation and as a planet. Impossible to find a way home. The burdens are too heavy and the way is too long. Now, when the exiles felt that way in Babylon, it was because they had lost something even more precious than their homeland. They had lost their faith in God. They had become convinced that God was no longer with them. As it says in the reading today, they say, My way is hidden from the Lord, and my right is disregarded by my God. God no longer sees us. God no longer cares for us. God no longer remembers God's covenant with us. And if that's true, then of course they can't make the journey home. How could they find the strength after all those years of exile? And of course, it makes sense that they would start to doubt that God was with them after all those years. And it makes sense that after these years of multiple pandemics and all the burdens we carry, it can be hard to trust that God is with us. And even at a seminary, and maybe especially at a seminary, strangely enough, it can be easy to lose faith and to lose hope in the long journey. And it can be easy to start to think that God has forgotten about us. But that's why we need prophets, because the prophet tells us that it is just the opposite. God could never forget us. We are graven on the palms of God's hands It's we who have forgotten about God. God could never forget about us, for God is faithful, and God is with God's people, and God loves them with an everlasting love. You are precious in my eyes and honored, and I love you, it says a few chapters later in Isaiah. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you, and the rivers will not overwhelm you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flame shall not consume you. Yes, it is too much for you on your own to make the journey home. But your strength doesn't come from you. It comes from me, says the Lord. Have you not heard? Have you not known? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. It's not because of who the people are. It's not because of their own strength native to them that they'll be able to make the journey, but because of who God is. The God who created all things and set the stars in the heavens and called them by name has strength and power that no weariness can affect. No earthly force can match. And what it says in our reading is that God gives God's power to the powerless, strength to the weak, On their own even the young will fail and faint and fall exhausted. It's true they never could make it home by themselves. It's true for us too. We could never get all our papers done and our exams done. We could never fulfill our baptismal covenant on our own. We could never answer God's call and fulfill our vocation on our own. We can never solve the problems of climate change and systemic racism on our own. We will faint. We will get weary. We will fall exhausted. But that's not what God is asking of us. For what God is asking is that you let God's power carry you far beyond what you can do on your own. Those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Humanly speaking, none of that is possible. Humans cannot fly like eagles. Humans cannot run and not get weary. They can't walk forever and not faint. With mortals, it's impossible, but not with God. With God, nothing is impossible. So when Jesus says to those who are weary and carrying heavy burdens, take my yoke upon me and learn from me, it's true that he's not exactly promising a life of ease. He's not telling the weary that they can just kick back and relax. Now don't get me wrong, the Sabbath is crucial. Doing nothing, resting with God, it is one of the commandments and I hope we all taste some Sabbath rest very soon. But what Jesus is talking about is a kind of rest that we can find even in the midst of our work and even in the midst of our burdens. He tells his disciples and he tells us that to find this rest in the life we're living right now and in the work we're called to do, what's important is to take his yoke upon us. We are to be yoke fellows with our Lord. When two animals are joined together in a yoke, they pull together, and the burden is lighter. The work is shared. When we take on Christ's yoke, we are pulling alongside him, and he bears our burdens. And he guides us because he is walking beside us on the right path. And in sharing his yoke, we learn from him. We learn of his gentleness, his kindness. And that's why. Bearing the yoke alongside Christ and with him, our burden is light. And in that we find the rest we so desperately crave. Not rest in the sense of idleness, though that's crucial too, but a different kind of rest. What Jesus calls rest for your souls. Rest for your souls. We will find rest for our souls if we share the yoke with him, if we partake of his strength and his kindness. We'll find rest for our souls when we know that he's walking alongside us, bearing our burdens with us. We'll find rest for our souls when we know we're walking in his way, the way of life abundant. Even the young and strong may fall exhausted if they are not yoked, if we are not yoked to Christ. But in partnership with him, we receive divine strength so that we can run and not be weary, walk and not faint, mount up with wings like eagles. this Advent, we are called, like the exiles of old, to wait upon the Lord in our weariness to await the coming of God's Son, God's wisdom, God's Word, who comes in all the power and gentleness of the Creator, who made all things, and calls them by name, who comes to walk beside us, to shoulder our burdens as we shoulder His yoke. So, come to Him you who are weary and carrying heavy burdens, and he will give you rest, rest for your soul.